What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today, on our final installment of Slice of TV, Moon Knight Edition, we're talking about the season finale of said show, Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. Joining me today is a is one of my friends and a Marvel fanatic, Static Arbiter. Welcome in, sir. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Appreciate of course, it. Of course. It, it it feels good. You know, I've been doing this, like I said, I've been doing the show by myself for the last five weeks, so it's <laughs> it feels good to have somebody to talk to now for... Oh, yeah. To talk about the whole show as a whole, but also this, the end of the season. Um. So, yeah, what, you know, if anybody is, it is their first time watching, we go, we'll go through our thoughts spoiler-free, and then once we run out of things to talk about spoiler-free, we're going to warn you guys to get out of here if you haven't seen the show yet, come back when you have, so you can, you know, so we don't spoil anything for anybody. All right? So, Static, what are your thoughts about this final episode of Moon Knight? General thought number one is I'm glad we got a lot of action compared to a lot of just kind of story building in terms of just discussion with characters. This episode brought Megazords <laughs> style <laughs> fights in a way that I think did it did a very good job of just kind of rounding up this season as a whole. Yeah. I agree. That was that was like my biggest fear throughout this whole thing. It was like, man, they got some really good episodes, and like episode mm-hmm. five was really good. But it's like, there's only one left. How, what? How are they gonna squish everything together for one more? And this morning when I got on to watch it, I looked at the runtime of the last episode, and I'm like, this is like ten minutes shorter than all the other episodes. It's like, I hope we're I hope we're getting something right. You know. Because I had the same thought process after episode five. I'm like, oh boy, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do this. I, I mean, yeah, we got like you said, we got kaiju fights. We got we got literally got. I mean, we'll, we'll go into more detail. When we get into spoilers, but it's like we got ba- we got battles, you know, within battles. We got some new, um, new looks for certain characters. Mm-hmm. Oh man! It, it, to be honest, I'm I, I'm not disappointed in how it all ended, but I was like, mm. it's kind of it was like half of my what my fear was. It's like they yeah. I feel they there was a lot of like piecing things together, and then it was just like here it is. Yeah, now it's oh, over, yeah. and you're like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> Six weeks later, <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, um, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> that's I mean that's the problem with Marvel with the Marvel shows is I feel they're sticking to this six episode stretch and yeah. it's just not enough. And the writers are trying to give us too much, you know, farther down the line. And it's like, man, we started off real strong. Like episode one was I thought a really strong episode, and then oh, it yes. kind of was you know, we got you know, and then episode two, we're meeting some new characters, you know, we're getting the relationship between Mark and Steven in a way. And then it was like four and five as good as they were, because I think Marvel does a great job with episode. Well, usually with their fourth episode of shows, it was a real, like they're really good episodes, but it's like, but you gave me all that, but you're now you're expecting me to turn around and be like, 
how the hell are you going to finish this off with one episode left? Oh, it yeah. No, it wasn't enough for me. Yeah, especially, I think it was episode episode five. We got a lot of a lot of feels between Mark and Steven, and I'm just like, this is great. This is a giant relationship building between the two of them. But I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen the Moot Knight costume <laughs> and fight scenes. And it's like, yeah, how are we going to do, how is that going to be done in episode six? Right. As the season finale is what they're calling it. So, yeah, I I mean, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to Moon Knight and then, of course, Mark and Steven. And then, of course, they're, you know, if you're an avid comic reader and you know the Moon Knight series before the show, you know, there's another personality or another part of that, uh, you know, of of his identity um, that you kind of only get hints of throughout the the show and then at the end it's like here you go here's this little bit okay see you later guys and you're like what i will say though with what they're doing with with moon knight even with going back to shan chi and what's coming out with she hulk and these are characters that i don't know too too much about but once the show started going i'm looking into things i'm like oh you know that's cool this is how this character played in with like this group yeah, and stuff like that. So it really get it piques my interest, knowing, learning more about these characters, the backgrounds, and whatnot. So it's cool that they are doing these right. characters for for their phase four, right? That they're taking characters that are just kind of they're not those, you know, they're not the Iron Mans or the Captain mm-hmm. Americas of of the comic book world. These are, I mean, I don't want to put them in like a lower class, but they're not as well known, right? Unless you are a huge Marvel fan. Who is you know? Who instead of just being a Marvel fan who watches the movies, yeah, you've been reading the comics since you know whenever. Oh yeah, I don't know when Moon Knight came out, uh, but you know those people are those are the ones that are like nitpicking at this show because they know so much of the of its history. My and they, oh sorry, go ahead. I was sorry, I was gonna say that, and they've been reading this stuff for for years, right? I mean, we're talking. His first appearance was in 1975. A lot in the comics. It's a lot of history. Just just quick peek Google search nineteen seven late seventies, early eighties. And it's just like some of these I used to have a a, a godfather. Well not used to, he's still my godfather. Um <laughs> I remember going to his house and he would he had a room full of comics. And I'm like, you know, I wish I would have taken the time to now sit and read. And we're talking mid to late nineties right. when this was so but it's just amazing what the what Marvel has at their disposal. Exactly. And Kevin Feige's already said, hey, we got the next 10 years planned oh, yeah. out. Yeah, I so mean, I read something that he like goes on a retreat with a bunch of people oh, from I believe Marvel it. and they literally plan out like years in advance of what they plan, you know, on, on uh, content. I mean, it, Kevin Feige clearly cares about Marvel. I mean, oh, 100%. When you look at the, you look at where Marvel is right now, and then you look at, you go over to the DC side and you just see like what's going on over there. And you're like, why can't we have that same care? Exactly. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. You have the care. So Marvel, like for me, the Marvel, like they write comics that are fantastic. mm -hmm. And they also create, 
you know, yeah, there's there's some stinkers in Marvel, but most of them are really good. The shows have been, you know, either good or great. DC, it's like they do they still do really well with their comics, but it's like, man, how why can't they just give mm-hmm. us I mean, the Batman, you know, for you know, for me, I love the I thought the Batman was great, but a lot of people don't think it was very good, but um that's the like I'm okay with that direction for where DC. I just wish there was that same care for for DC as Marvel. You know, clearly Kevin Feige cares so much about this that it's not he's not just doing these things. I mean, he knows they're gonna make insane amount of money. Absolutely. Also, I feel he just he really cares about the the stuff that he um, puts out there. I will say though. Oh, go ahead. Rob Pattinson is Batman under. I underestimate it. That's all I'm gonna say. He underestimated. I, <laughs> well, but uh, it's <laughs> it seems that Marvel and Kevin Feige especially, it's like he's moving this train forward, right? Whereas DC, it's like, all right, we're gonna do this, then we're gonna take Batman again, and we're gonna do it over again with somebody else, right? You know, <laughs> they literally can't figure it out. Like Batman is right. just such is their number one. Where they're like, well, I guess that's the only thing that's really working right now. I mean, look at the Flash. Look at the movie that's coming out. Like, I mean, other than the the troubles with the main actor, look yeah. At, look at what they have to do to kind of like break. Because I can guarantee not a lot of people are super intrigued to be like, "Hey, man, it's a Flash movie." They're like, "No, we're gonna do a Flashpoint Paradox movie where Batman will be there." And you're like, "Of course, Batman's gonna be there because you know, <laughs> of course, we're gonna go see it, dude." When when you're thinking of the Flash movie and you find out Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman, why are you going to see that movie? I want to go see Michael Keaton as Batman again. <laughs> I don't know oh, yeah. about the Flash. More people are into the show Flash than the movie Flash. Right. As far as I can see. But yeah, it's Marvel. Marvel's doing things for the most part correctly. They're doing it right. They're doing it right. Yeah. Um, Back to Moon Knight, though. My biggest draw in because I, I, you know, I read comics when I was a kid. You know, I I read a lot of Spider-Man. I was a huge Batman fan. Those were kind of like my my go to's when it came to Marvel and DC Moon when I read about Moon Knight, you know, a lot of people would compare Moon Knight to Batman or like, oh, Moon Knight is very much Marvel's version of Batman. And I was like, oh, okay. Watching this show, I never got that feel at all. <laughs> it just didn't feel that way. One, because Moon Knight's not rich. Right. <laughs> but no, in same aspect, I mean, having Conchu around so much, it really to me, it's hard to to compare Batman and Moon Knight. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of just reading certain things and, you know, yeah. seeing things on Twitter and as, oh, man, we're going to, you know, Marvel's finally putting out their version of Batman. And we're like, well, I mean, you say a version of Batman. I'm in. Like, give it to me. I mean, I was I was hooked in when they announced Oscar Isaac was going to be in it because he's. Oh, 100%. Amazing. Oh, yes. And also Ethan Hawke. Fantastic as well. But I remember just watching the show and just like every time I'd be like, this like I, I don't want to compare it to Batman because it doesn't deserve to be. Com- I mean, it doesn't. I feel like it's just you're putting it on a lower level because comparing something to Batman when Batman is probably one of the greatest comic book characters mm-hmm. ever written. It you know, it's it. I feel it's it's just not right to compare the two but i was watching it like this is there is no comparison at all to this character in batman so i'm just gonna enjoy 
enjoy it for what it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I still had fun with the show. You know, of course, I, I, as somebody who has watched a lot of TV through his life, I just, I never go into any season finales or series finales with high expectations. I've been disappointed so many times in my life. It's like, you know what? If they can just somewhat land the plane, even if it's with two tires, you know, even if they like, they, you know, no one gets hurt on that landing. I'm okay. I'm not going to be super disappointed. <laughs> as long as everyone walks away. Okay. Exactly. We'll be good. Um, yeah, I mean, the performances really loved him. I think Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke were great, you know, opposite each other. Um, mm-hmm. I really loved, uh, the, I can't I keep forgetting what her name is. The actress who plays, I was just going to look her name May up. Cal- Kalam- Kalamaway is the one who played Layla. I probably mispronounced I like her name. Her. She, I thought she was really good. I mean, to be honest, I feel most of the care, the main characters that you see, throughout the show did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the ones that just did voice performances, you know, you had Conchu. He, he, he was a hit or miss for me. I, his voice kind of threw me off with this character. I feel like it should have been a little bit. Di- Same with uh Tower-et, a Tower-et, I think. Oh, she was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> she was funny. I mean, she, she was, was funny, definitely yeah. that, you know, her and Steven, you know, Steven was definitely the, you know, the comedy relief, just the way he acted Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Adding her into the, (laughs) and then having her kind of not fully understand her job. You're like, you've been a God for a millennia. And it's like, I don't know if that's how this works. And you're like, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? You're a God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But like, as I got through the the show, I just kind of grew to, um, admire the the voice cat i think um f murray abraham who does the voice of Conchu, you know he's a legendary actor he's been mm-hmm. doing it for you know 50 60 plus years uh, his voice is very menacing and very like you know you hear that voice and you're like all right we got it we probably should listen to this guy he's kind of scary <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that was the first thing i thought of too when like you first see Conchu, essentially like chasing steven down the hallways oh. and he's in the storage unit I'm like, okay, I need to hear this. I need to hear this guy talk because he's making yeah. himself known. And I'm like, are they going like a horror direction with this? What and I know? wish they but just then, kept going with that. Oh, yeah. Then but, hearing him talk and whatnot. Yeah. I, I, I was very disappointed because like that scene specifically, I mean, we saw that in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when you see it in the show, you're like, wow, that is creepy as hell. Oh, yeah. And... And then for the rest of the show, you're like, okay, it's just, I mean, you see him so much that it doesn't give off that vibe anymore. And I wish that was how they used Conchu instead of him always being around and always being, you know, this, he's at full light. You're like, if he was oh, just yeah. always in the shadows and just kind of that really where is he type deal throughout, I think that would have been a better tone than what we got. But I also felt like he was going to start turning more into especially as the conversations grew between Khonshu and Mark and Steven as one. I'm like, are they going to make Khonshu more like a comedian as we go down the line here? Because that's the more you (laughs) saw him and the more the things were building up. uh, I forget, was it episode three? When they're turning the stars and all this? uh, Yeah, three Three or four. Yeah. Um, And you see, you really start seeing him, but... I was hoping 
they wouldn't turn him into a comic relief because that's what Steven is. Right. I mean, these are gods. These are literally, mm-hmm. you know, beings that have been around for, you know, thousands upon thousands of years. Mm-hmm. They should just, I think, you know, the way that they portrayed the, when the gods would take over their avatars during like the meetings. Like Osiris and all of them. Yeah. yeah. Like that's how they all should be. They're very stoic. They're very, you know, they don't stray off into humor or anything. They're very yep. serious on what they do. Cause they've been, you know, this is what they've been doing for so long, you know, with like Towerette, like, I guess she's like, because of her job, <laughs> she has to have that sort of <laughs> sense of humor to try to, you know, make people, you know, keep people at peace as she's transporting them to the, either to the afterlife or having to throw them overboard. And all she had to do was say hi <laughs> at the end of that episode. She's like, hi. I'm like, oh, okay. She's not going to be serious at all. No, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, and there's more to talk about once we get into the spoiler part with her. And oh, yeah, that's oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Ethan, Ethan Hawk, uh, his character was menacing. He was scary because just the way he always put himself out there. He was never, there was never aggression, nope, or anything. He would just. You know, he did what he believed he had to do, even mm-hmm. though he knew that he um, didn't really deserve the power that he was given because of what he had done uh, in his prior life. And he, I mean, Ethan Hawke's been doing has been doing this for a long time. He's just I, he's just so good at just being any type of emotion throughout the spectrum. Just I think he was a good pick for Harrow. Yeah. Uh, and and the way that he puts himself out there in this final episode was just like a a great finish. Unfortunately, his end is kind of as most ends are to villains in Marvel, uh, anticlimactic. To be honest, it's kind of just like, oh, it's over. Yeah, like, oh, I I have okay. concerns with that part, <laughs> but overall. The show is um, definitely a fun watch. It's definitely not one of my favorite Marvel shows. Uh, you know, I feel with it being a newer character and trying to get people on board with it, with the actors they got and the story they're trying to tell, I'm very interested to see if there's going to be a season two because I think it sh- there should be because just the way that the tone was here, I just I feel like you just can't end it like that. It no, just, I would I'll I would be a little upset if this is where they decided to to stop cuz it's yeah. like y- y- you have you have more, you have a little more explaining to do. Yeah. So, I really I really do hope there is a second just give us a second season. Yeah. I'm not asking for like 3 4 5. I'll just take a second. I'm down and also going too. back going back a little bit with, you know, just bringing these new actors in. I feel it was easier for a show like uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because you already had those established characters with yep. Bucky and Falcon and all that. So it probably wasn't as difficult to try and build up something with them as it is for, for Moon Knight. Right. Probably will be for She-Hulk. You know, a lot of these characters that nobody really knows. Exactly. And I think this first season overall was a good starting point for Moon Knight, for Oscar Isaac's character, for for Layla. And hopefully they can get all of that intertwined 
into bigger MCU productions down the road. Yeah. I hope they get more uh, more money for the visual effects, too, because the visual effects in the show were very hit and miss. Yeah. And one of my biggest gripes was just the way the suit looked. Like, the suit was cool when you would when it was like there was an action you know when it's an actual physical suit like when it's actually yeah. oscar isaac in the suit it looked good because it's a real suit but like the mm-hmm. cg was kind of rough <laughs> it like it just didn't it didn't flow right and just like when he when he changes from mark or steven into well I, well steven turns into mr knight which is mr knight best, yep. is a better suit to be honest i love mm-hmm. that suit it's so cool oh absolutely but i still am he, trying to understand the the line he's got yeah, I don't. You on the Mister Knight? Yeah, maybe to that try part to make to it out. make it a little bit because it it's literally a white Deadpool. It is. <laughs> it's it's a it, it is. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. So they're like, we'll just put this here to kind of, you know, maybe it'll throw people off. It's like, no, it is. It's mm-hmm. Deadpool's. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, when he tra- changes from Mark into Moon Knight, it just looks really bad. To be honest, the CG just doesn't flow right and. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of been throughout this entire series where the the visual effects were kind of not great, especially for Marvel. I understand it's a show. They don't get the budget that the movies do. Um, But, I mean, some of them were kind of laughable. (laughs) I wonder if it's public knowledge how much each episode costs. I mean, I know they... Or the series in general. I mean, I feel like they got it, right? I mean, I've read some stuff on shows that are called uh, the new Lord of the Rings show. Does not offer any budgetary updates on Loki, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk, but those series will cost at least $10 million per episode. Which is not a lot if you think about it. I mean, that's oh, well, six, yeah. six hours worth of, you know, mm-hmm. there's six hours, so $60 million for six hours. That's not a lot when you think of the budgets that the movies get, you know, those movies are getting 200 to $250 million. Big bucks. Yeah. Because they know they can make that money back. Absolutely. In in a heartbeat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, the visual effects. I mean, I've been talking about it every week. I mean, sometimes they look good and sometimes not so much. So there's, there's room for improvement. Oh Yeah. All right. Well, I feel we've talked non-spoilers long enough, so we're going to hop into some spoilers. So if you haven't seen the season finale of Moon Knight, yes, I'm going to call it season finale because we're hoping for a season two. Uh, make sure to go watch it and then come back and pick up where you left off and listen to us spoil the hell out of this. All right. So see, see you later. Get out of here. Get out of here. Bye-bye. Come back. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Static. Give me your thoughts on this episode but with spoilers. I wanted to see how Jake beat up Harrow. <laughs> First Why thing. Why did we get like... I mean, at this point in the show, a lot of us who are into it and know what's like what these characters are. Like we know there's Mark, there's Steven, and there's Jake. And right. we know from previous episodes that there have been instances where Jake has made an appearance. Right. And even going back to earlier episodes, it's like, oh, now it's filling out that Jake's. I wanted to see how Jake, because all this, it's like you saw Harrow have his staff stuck down on Mark's chest. Yeah. 
and then click, bam, Harrow's on his back, people are dead. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, that's kind of how Jake has played out this entire series. It's, you know, as somebody who read up on Moon Knight before the show, and you find out that there's three mm-hmm. identities, um, every time they would blank out and then something really, like, yep. violent happened, it was, and it wasn't, you know, clearly, you know, Mark is a violent guy, but he's, you know, he's a soldier. You know, he's yep. somebody who has um, a little bit of moral of, of a moral compass on right. killing. Uh, Steven definitely isn't that guy. You know, he's just a regular dude who just got kind of thrown into this. But a little when you museum. See, yeah, just a little museum gift shop. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Where, you know, when you first see that happen in... I mean, you see it happen in episode one. When he's uh, in whatever country it is. Yeah, he's, I can't remember. But he's driving down the... He's driving the truck down the... Yep, the, exactly. The mountain. And he kept he keeps going in and out, but which in the beginning you're like, is he is he changing in and out of Mark? But you notice that, you know, it'd be Steven and he would go back, he would black out, and then he would wake up and be back to being Steven again. Where we've if you notice in the show, when he changes from Steven to Mark, you physically see that happen. Yep. So seeing him kind of change and then come back and then he's back to being the same person, you know it's that third person. Um but it, I just kind of disappointing that we didn't get him earlier in the episode it was like here's a little bit of him and then see you later guys <laughs> bye bye take we'll care see, now we'll see you in like a few years if we decide to do an episode or a season two <laughs> yeah oh yeah like you bastards <laughs> i'm like every episode i was watching i'm like okay especially once um when you see that third sarcophagus when they're down yeah and right before they meet Tawet, it's like yeah. Just go open it. We know it's Jake. You know, let's just get this out of the way now. Yep. But it's, uh, I do understand the other side of the coin because they've built such a relationship with Mark and Steven. It's like, do they throw Jake in and toss that up? But it's like, I wish I just would have seen him beat up Harrow. Yeah. And what is even, what does Jake even turn into? I know. Like you, you see Steven become mr knight with this with his regular nice deadpool suit you know all that you see the regular moon knight uh what's it called the ceremonial armor for mark what is jake what happens with jake i don't know something serious if i want if he could get out of that i know (laughs) (laughs) oh Um, man uh layla becoming towerette's uh avatar in her freaking suit it was awesome. Scarlet Scarab. So cool. Uh oh. Also, Tawet talking to Layla through dead people was kind of funny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like that interaction. It's like, how are like this is what it's like, yeah, I know. I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking to you through how dead did... people. How weird is that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And how did Layla not get caught when she was sneaking around with like Harrow's crew? Right. After after you see Harrow, like the beginning of the episode, you see Harrow take uh, the Amit little, I forget what they're called, little statue yep. out of Mark's pocket. And you know Harrow knows that Layla's there because you see Layla take a dude out and the dude makes a noise. Yeah. All right. So it's like, I think Harrow at that point's like, oh, I don't care. I got what I want. <laughs> I got Amit. 
which I want his cane now that it changed. Yeah, that cane was really cool. I mean, I liked his cane before the the two crocodile yeah. heads where he would use it to judge. But now people. it's just like it's one crocodile head and then an axe on the other side oh, of it. I'm like, that looks cool. cool. That looks cool. Love the the purple, you know, mm-hmm. the, the colors and I think um Amit was kind of a letdown for me. She just didn't seem as menacing as I was expecting for, you know, what how Har- uh, Hera was talking her up. I was like, okay, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, th- I, I thought her she design. looked good. Yeah, she looked good. Yeah. She her looked design good. was great. Um, I love the kaiju fight between her and Concho. I love how they just become. Oh my gosh, that giants. was amazing. Do uh, does anyone see this? Does anyone see it other than like uh, Harrow and and uh, Mark? Like, are they the only ones who could see it? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think at that point, only Mark can see it, only Harrow, and I think Layla can see it too. Right, because she's an avatar. And even before that, when um, when uh, oh god, Kanchu was talking to her, right? Yeah, that's like when she released him. Yeah, I think it was at that point that she was able to see all of what was going on. But uh, but that was I enjoyed that that battle of the gods between the two of them while Harrow and Moon Knight were fighting each other and uh, Layla as well. Very cool. Very cool. the The fight choreography was was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I think the we were talking about it in the non spoilers about how like there's not we don't get a lot of Moon Knight in the show. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, there are literally I think two episodes where you don't see him at all. I think it was four and five yeah. even, and then in one you don't see him until the end. Yep, and that's which... only like a ten second clip. Which that was I liked how they. In oh, that yeah. episode, because you know, I I don't need to see him right away. I mean, no. I, I get that's the name of the show, but you're you're giving me a story, you're giving me the reasonings behind uh, why he exists, um, and you know, you're trying to piece things together. And the fact that you get to you only see him for that split second at the end, I was happy mm-hmm. with. But there was some other episodes where you don't see him at all, and it's just like, all right, we're getting close to the end. Can we like, can we get some Moon Knight here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we even get in some this episode, and even in this episode, I mean, you don't get him for a bit. You don't get him until you know he, uh, Mark is, you know, brought back to life. And I, I really enjoyed the fact that now that Mark and Stephen have a good relationship with each other, they don't mm-hmm. have to go through the the phasing. You notice that, like, they actually like. Oh, and it's especially with the conversation like once they're back and it's the conversation with Conchu they're just going back and forth like it's nothing yeah it's a smooth conversation they're switched between Mark and Steven right where it's yeah it's like they don't have to go through that like where their eyes go white and they like yep you know then you get this camera shaking yeah Yeah. I like how it's just kind of fluent now that they're Mm -hmm. kind of on the same page oh yeah so good oh yeah (laughs) no I I enjoyed that and I'll tell you what Steven can fight well, yeah, because he figured out that he's not real. <laughs> he figured so it out. Yeah, he's, he's, exactly. He's just another Mark. So, uh, yeah, his fight, just to see Mr. Knight actually fighting instead of getting just tossed mm-hmm. around uh, was a very enjoyable thing to to, to see. I'm just um, glad he didn't fight like he did in the, in the, the first time you see the suit. Yeah, he's got his sleeves rolled demon. up. Yeah, he's just, oh, God, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> oh. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's cool that they were able to get these two characters 
to just kind of mesh together. It's fluid. It's smooth between the two of them now. Just, just need more Jake. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And we get him, everybody. We get him. With I mean, to be honest, this uh, end credit scene is dope. It's so it cool. Is. Uh, it is. You know the the only way. So they learn earlier in the episode the only way that they can stop um, Amit is by trapping her in a mortal's body. So they, you know, Jake kind of helps out because Jake's the one who knocks out uh, Harrow in that fight that you don't get to see. And, you know, they do some spell that traps her soul in his body. But Mark that they magically know the no that they magically know the words to. Right. <laughs> I was like, wait, there's how no, do you know this? Yeah, there's no <laughs> it's like it's because they're avatars like they're they're connected yeah. to the gods. It's like an automatic thing. Like they just get in like all of that knowledge from the gods just yep. like soaks into their body. So. Yeah, and Mark doesn't want to kill. Uh, Harrow and he, he gets released from Conchu's like sir, as Conchu's avatar and Haro is in a is it a mental hospital? It's almost it's like the mental hospital that Mark and Steven were involved with in the last couple episodes except right. it was a real mental hospital yeah. uh, it looked like it was based in London yeah. just kind of like by the background later on but I guess that was, which I'm trying to figure out still how Egypt kind of like, hey, we're going to ship him to London. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this guy's got a, a an Egyptian god housed inside of his mind. Yeah. Ship him off to London. <laughs> yeah. Perfect place. And but I think that was that was fitting for him to be there. Yeah. Oh, most most definitely. So you see that he is kind of. I mean, he's not completely gone. I mean, he knows that he's kind of, mm -hmm. he feels he's off the hook because Mark, he's like, who else is going to come after me? Like, yep. Mark is in Moon Knight anymore. Um, Layla isn't going to come after me. Uh, and you see that there's a guy that comes in, gets him and wheels him out to a, into a limo. And you're like, and I knew as soon as he walked up to him, like before you don't even see his face because you don't see his face no. until like the last shot. Yep, but I, I knew exactly who it was from the from the get go. All you needed to see was the gloves, the hat, and the scarf for me. Yep, and I knew who it was. And yeah, he tosses him in the back of this limo where Conchu's just hanging out in a nice suit. Like, all right, dude. Like this, this now he's dressing up. <laughs> I think Conchu's giant, his bird skull, his and a regular human size. Yeah, like uh, Mr. Awesome. Knight suit almost. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, oh well, if uh, Steven doesn't need this, I'll just, uh, I'll exactly. <laughs> and is Jake from a di like technically like from a different? What's he speaking Egyptian? I think it was Spanish. He's was originally a, he's originally like a New York taxi driver. Okay. From what I've read up on the comic, but I think given Oscar Isaac and they're kind of keeping they're letting him have a little freedom with the Spanish and whatnot. So I think he's they're transitioning him into like a Spanish taxi driver from somewhere. Okay. Cause, but he yeah. almost looks like a James Bond bad guy. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but yeah, he um Conchu pretty much, you know, talks about like, well, you know, if Mark 
you know, when Mark decided to give this up, I knew there was one of them that was going to stay. And then mm-hmm. he introduces Jake Lacey, and you're like, finally, we get to see him. Oh, yeah. And he kills Haro. Now, you and... can't tell me the orderly that was walking outside that car didn't see the flashes. <laughs> <laughs> I get or it's the... a silenced pistol, but... Or the wheelchair that was just kicked into the lawn. Like, he just <laughs> he just drop kicks the freaking... Like, oh, this doesn't look right. <laughs> well, it's... Me. I don't know what he said to the uh, the lady. You know how the lady walked up to to Harrow right when he spilled the coffee. I don't know what he said to her, but she's like, "Oh, okay, go ahead, you can take him." Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that just doesn't happen. No, it, it was. I mean, it was a it was a really good end credit scene, but yes. also disappointing because this was somebody we were hoping we were going to see mm-hmm. earlier in the show. And the fact that we got him for 10 seconds. I mean, the way that they end it, like, you got you to come back. You got to come back and give us more of that character and kind of have. I mean, I don't know how it's going to go with Steven and Mark not being able to change into. Uh, you know, they're not Moon Knight anymore. Mm-hmm. And but the the interesting thing is they still know something's going on because they were still chained to the bed when they woke up. Right. Yeah. So they still know something's up. So it's like, are they really free from Conchu? Right. Exactly. If Jake is is kind of the 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 avatar in a way, yeah. the right hand man. So after that, they have to. In my mind, they have to keep going with this. Yeah, because in because when you first see him chained to the bed in episode one, you think it's um you know by the end of the episode, you think that the reason he does it is because of Mark, right? But then yep. you find out no, this is because of Jake the whole time. The reason oh yeah even going precautions oh yeah well and even episode one when he when he gets when harrow sees him you know and he has that little scarab compass i don't think mark because you saw his hand was blood red like he shoved like he pulled it out of someone's chest yeah. like one of the bad guys swallowed the scarab i feel like i feel like that was jake oh yeah i mean i feel all the blackouts and then waking up and there's just dead bodies yeah. everywhere that's jake every time oh yeah the guys on the roof with them getting stabbed and once you start seeing mark and steven question each other and they don't know what's going on it's like yeah. okay hello jake <laughs> but my question is is how how don't the other two know about him like how like is it not in the yeah, same vein where mm-hmm. they can't see him in the reflections or because like, you know how that's what i've been trying to figure out you know steven would always see mark or the opposite like they would see a mirror and you'd always see what's oh, yeah. inside. Mm-hmm. Like, is Jake purposely hiding from them? So there isn't, like... I mean, there's got to be questions with no answers. There's got to be something hiding. Because, I mean, we we only saw two fish in the tank. There's not three fish in the tank at the end. Yeah. There's, not, there's only two Goldies. So he's got to... There's got to be some way that Jake is keeping that to himself still. It's a, It's a lot of questions... And I hate that it's going to probably be a while before we get any answers. But, hey, that's the way television works. Thanks. Honestly, and I'm <laughs> I'm glad that they're doing it this way with these shows. Because we've already had so many Marvel movies. I don't want them turning into, like, Call of Duty where something's released every year. Something massive is released every year, if that makes yeah. any sense. No, 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 I get what so, you're saying. So, I'm glad that they're doing it this way, but 
there are some of these shows like Moon Knight. It's like, all right, you got you got to give us a little more. Right. That's why I said <laughs> we need like, a give, us, give us a couple more episodes. What's with these six episode runs? Like, give us eight. There's got to. I mean, there's more to tell here. Like, it, I mean, oh, I don't yeah. think it would have been, you know, any worse if you if you gave us a couple extra. Two at least, just two, two or three. That's what maybe. I said. That's what I've been yeah. saying the whole time. It's like, how are we going to end this in an hour? And it wasn't even an hour. <laughs> it wasn't even an hour because you realistically figure how long are these cut the credits at the end? Yeah, exactly. So that's like almost a, that's like five minutes at least of of credits if you don't include the post credit cutscene or the mid credit cutscene. I guess it would be, but it's like ten minutes right there. Yeah. So another just thing, give us more. Yeah. What I mean, the last thing that I that I got is that. Watching this show, I didn't feel like I was in the MCU. I didn't feel it was like, I didn't feel like I was in the same world. There's no really, I mean, unless I missed something, there really wasn't any like mention of anything outside of right. this that links it to the MCU, uh, which I'm okay with. I don't feel everything needs to be connected. I mean, I we understand it's in the same universe. It's in the same world and the everything that's been going on is gone on in this, but yeah, you just, this was a show that like, if they just removed Marvel studios, I would have, I would have liked it and it would have, it wouldn't have felt any different to me because I didn't feel like I was part of that. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that mainly comes from the fact that I think this is the first show where we haven't had previous movie characters in it. Because I mean, we did. We there was Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, all those characters we've seen in plenty of Marvel movies. Yep. I think this Moon Knight starts that trend where we don't see these characters from other movies. Yeah. Because you have Moon Knight, you got Miss Marvel, you're gonna have She Hulk. She Hulk might be a little easier because I'm sure like you'll see Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. In that, but I think this is gonna. But I completely agree. It's like I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, this is Marvel. That's right. This you is a, this is technically MCU, but it doesn't. It is, yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining. I still had a good time. No, with it. it was hundred percent. Definitely, like I said before, it definitely is not my my favorite Marvel show so far. But as a first like look into live action of this character, yep, I think it was done fairly well. Um, especially bringing in the the cast that they got. And nothing's ever perfect on the first try. No. So I mean, look at the Mandalorian. I'll always, I always throw the Mandalorian as an example because, like, the first season was torn apart. As it, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, even me, I, I found it to be good in some parts, and really just like, why is this here? And a yeah. lot of it. And then season two came out, and it just blew us all out of the water <laughs> with how good it was. Oh yes. So you know, it, you got to. I always. That's why I feel, even if a show doesn't perform. You know, if a show is literally a giant stinker, yeah, cancel it after the first season. But, like, if a show is slow and, like, some people are kind of turned off by it, give it another chance. Give it a, give it a season two. Try to, you know, yep. prove that you can stay, you know, stick around uh, for a while. Because I feel there's a lot of shows out there that have had, you know, good first seasons and then they get canceled. And you're like... Oh, and it becomes unfortunate. Yeah. What could yeah. have been? Like there was so much there. Exactly. But uh yeah, we're getting let's see, Miss Marvel's the next one, right? That's in I was just about to look up the list. I think it's June. 
like June 10th or June. I think it's like the first or second week of June. We're getting Miss Marvel. Um, as so, of this recording, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will be released, which I'm, I'm very really excited hoping to, see, to that. see that. I'm yeah. really hoping to go see that on like Saturday. Yeah, I'm hoping within the first week I'll be able to to go see that and. We'll give you, once uh, me and uh, Dan and Angela go see it, we're going to do a fresh cut of it on the channel. That'll be good. Um, yeah, just a lot of Marvel stuff coming out mm -hmm. the, the rest of this year. We got Star Wars content, as you know, as, as of this recording. Kenobi. As of uh, us recording, it is May the 4th, so May the 4th be with you. I don't have a Star Wars shirt because I am not, I guess, I just don't, I guess I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> but, uh Yeah. We got Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out, and I just watched the newest trailer for that, and that looks just so goddamn good. Like, I, I can't <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> oh, man. Real, real quick, um, according to this list, Miss Marvel's June 8th. Okay. And then still to be uh, announced for this year in terms of, like, an actual date, She-Hulk and Secret Invasion. Right. Okay. So, and then we're looking 2023 and beyond. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. You know what? I, I mean, we don't do any, we don't do rankings on this show, but I would probably, I'd give this about like a, let's see, there's six episodes. We'll, we'll rate it out of six. I'll give it like a, I'll give it a four out of six. What about you? I'd, I'd go around the four, four and a half, you know, in that ballpark somewhere. It was good. I, it wasn't great. It was good. The amount of action we got in, in this last episode was cool, but I feel like we saw, I think I feel like we Moon Knight's actual costume and combat. I think just this episode kind of equated to the rest of the season, like in yeah. terms of screen time. Yeah, but it's a good start. I'm very happy with where it is. Give me a second season and we'll be fine. Couldn't agree more. Well, that's where we're going to end this episode of Slice of TV. Uh, it was a fun six weeks talking about Moon Knight. Uh, it was awesome having Static on for the last episode. Uh, thank you again for being here, sir. Definitely thank you for having to, me. Oh, absolutely. We'll definitely have to bring you back on uh, for some more Marvel, Star Wars, anything. Definitely would like to have you back. Um, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on a whole bunch of places. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, uh, TikTok, and Hover, all at Static Arbiter. I go yeah. live on Twitch five days a week. I play a bunch of stuff. And we like telling dad jokes, so it's good times. Yeah, are the best. All his links oh, will be down in the description, so if you didn't get all that, just go down there and click on one of them. Or all of them. I recommend all of no. them. <laughs> uh, die, we're Dissect That Film on everything. You guys know. This is, I mean, you, I mean, if you listen to the show, you know where we're at. Um, we will be back. Well, we got, this will be out on Thursday, and then to, on Friday will be our a podcast episode where we talked about the Batman an almost three hour long episode. So, so strap in for that one. <laughs> and then well, we're going to be talking about episode seven of halo uh, with the, with Shoning next week. So very excited for that. Um, but until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is static arbiter. This is slice of TV and we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.